Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Shut the Shut Up. Today, we're going to be talking about you should listen. And not only are we really talking about you should listen, but we actually have a special guest that I couldn't even be more excited about if I tried. Like, I don't know if you can see this. You probably can't because you're in your car or you're listening somewhere, like putting on makeup or (laughs) dudes. That's probably not you. But for the dudes listening in, you're going to love our special guest today and the ladies. We have my pastor, Scott Wilson. Everybody golf clap here. I have been so excited, so excited for this Listen, moment. Listen, he's not just my pastor at the Oaks Church in Red Oak, Texas, but he is a, a celebrated author, speaker, and a leader among leaders. He's one of the greatest people that I know. I have too many personal stories on him, and he is me as well. And so um, <laughs> I'm just going to say it right now. You're going to absolutely love today's episode because there's nobody that I think has greater authority to talk about the subject of listening and hearing the voice of God than this guy. So y'all welcome Scott. We're going to enjoy him being on the show today. We already did clap, but you know. Thank you. Just, yeah. Yeah. And I th- I hope uh, my wife's listening to this, speaking of listening, <laughs> so she knows that I'm one of the greatest authorities on listening there ever was. <laughs> Relationally, that scored you some points, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, but I just want to let y'all know, there are some amazing things about listening that we are going to learn to together today. First off, I want to know how much time do people actually spend listening? How much would you guess? Go ahead, Scott. How many, how much time do you actually think in a percentage wise? Um, 25%. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I think we don't listen very much. Well, this one right now, um, y'all are both really low. Did you actually know that people spend between really? 70 and 80% of their day engaged in some form of communication and 55% of their time is devoted to listening? Oh, 55%. Wow. Wait, that probably, uh, you know what? That probably makes more sense because like people listening to this episode, this podcast, people listening yeah. to the radio. Okay, I get that. I was thinking more of like actually listening in conversations. <laughs> like uh, see, Pastor Scott, yeah. I was in the same, same. Yeah. We do take backs, Candace. We're doing take backs. And I'm just okay. Right. Okay, you can do a yeah. take back. That's fine. That's fine. So if a lot of people are engaged in listening, then the question becomes what's the opposite? What what do you think is the average speaking rate? Um you know if you were gonna put so many words per minute how many words do you think per minute somebody speaks? Um, 2,489 words. Wow, that's really chattery. <laughs> Wait, I want to see you try. I, I want to see you I try to go that fast. Don't tell Pastor Scott to try speaking I don't know, that this much. sounds really good, I'm not sure. Because he could do it. He could be like, I got this. I can. He would rap for you, too. Is that even... high? Is that high? You think... Well, okay, you have 60 seconds in one minute. So divided, 2,400. Okay, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I was just trying. Okay, okay. You did get this. I was just trying. I'm sorry. I'm going to use that excuse moving forward on everything. I'm sorry. I was just trying. I'm sorry I've ruined our whole company. I was trying. It's fine. I'm just trying. I've been waiting right now to use this somewhere in here, but I'm just going to say it now. Shut the shit up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
Is that what you're supposed to do on this thing? And that yes. was just say. That felt yes. right. That felt right. As many shoulds that we could possibly get in. Well, okay. just, so Candace, you know, two, it's not 2000. It's not no. 2000 words a minute. No, is, actually, some people are chattier than others, but not that extreme. <laughs> I would say it's anywhere between 125 to 175 words per minute. And that still is phenomenal when you think about it, because 175 words per minute means that you're speaking dually within one second, at least yeah. a couple of times. So think of how much you say compared to how much you listen. So, Jenny, how much do you think that we listen per minute? I think you know these stats. Oh, yeah. Yep. I got this one, guys. <laughs> okay. It's fascinating. Your ears work a little faster than your mouth. So the average number of words you're able to listen to per minute is around 450. That's what? I'm not a math major, but three times as fast as we talk. And that, yeah. like, somebody kind of told us they listened to our podcast in fast motion and they said it was the funniest thing they've ever heard in their lives, but they could keep up with the pace of it because we listen faster than wow. we speak. Cause think about it. You can listen to stuff, but how you absorb it really may be different in how you're processing it. Most people usually only remember like the stat that I saw was 17 to 25% of the things that they listen to. So, I mean, think about that. You're listening to stuff, but you're only absorbing. You're only really processing about 17 to 25%. That's probably what I was thinking earlier when I said 25% of listening. I don't know. That's exactly yeah, probably what you were thinking. I would say that we, that's it. Can we just pause on this as communicators for a second? It makes me so sad that if I'm a <laughs> pastor Scott or Candace, if you guys are speaking and people are only hitting 17 to 25% retention, like, right, uh, right. So a fourth of what you say is actually being absorbed. Can I tell you one of the things that I've dealt with on that is seriously, I've gotten frustrated. Like, oh my gosh, nobody even remembers what I'm preaching. Wait a minute. It's a week later and somebody asked me and I don't remember what I was preaching. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's true sometimes. And you know what started being is instead of after a sermon, after you're going, how well did I do? I just actually started asking a new standard of how well did I love? Because what I realized mm -hmm. is people so don't good. remember what I say, but they remember what they felt like when I said it. That's even in relationship. They may not hear everything I'm saying and absorb it all, but they certainly are absorbing how they felt from what, how I was saying. And it seems like, uh, Pastor, that you're really intentional with that. I was reading through your book and I just loved how you share stories and we'll dive into that in a little bit. But you say, oh, I was telling somebody this, but I looked up and I smiled. Yeah. One of my greatest memories of actually seeing that in place from you, Pastor Scott, is when I baptized my kiddos. And literally, I, it's not what you necessarily say to my kiddos, but it, it's how you love them. Like I, as a parent, we walked backstage, my kids are soaking wet, we're soaking wet. And we get back there and the first person we see is Pastor Scott that came backstage, left the worship scene and was make sure that he was back there to greet my kiddos and hugged them and was like, I'm so wow. proud of you. And my kids are like, okay, <laughs> stop hugging me. I'm wet, you know? And I'm sitting there going, this is the best ever. I'm going to cry. And it's, it's, it's true. It's true. I think a lot of people would do well um, to actually love more instead of try to be heard more. Um, so I think mm -hmm. that's so Tweetable. Tweetable. That is. Okay, rabbit trail over. Yeah. You know what? I was going to say something about men versus women with listening in our stats, but I think we know the truth on that. So we, do we really need to go there? Are men or women better listeners? I'd say women because women are better at talking too. <laughs> I mean, they're just better at the whole communication deal. My, I think that's where I got the whole 2,000 words a minute thing. 
thing is, is Jenny's a good talker. Oh, oh. And, she, and uh, <laughs> that's my wife. I wasn't paying you, Jenny. Yeah, I was about to say, not Jenny Randall, Jenny Wilson. She's really good at talking. Yeah, Jenny Wilson. And, uh, but yeah, I think I would vote women. My wife would listen way better than me. Well, research shows that men only use half their brain to listen while women actually engage both lobes. That's no joke. I'm serious. Like that's what actual research says. And if you consistently feel like your spouse or your significant other is tuning you out, that actually may be why. And it's not anything, you know, like intentional. I think sometimes, sometimes we get really frustrated with listening because we feel like you're intentionally ignoring me. But what if really you're only using half your capacity to listen? That's what I'm going to start saying to Jenny. Don't get mad at me. I'm only using half my brain. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, gosh. Oh my gosh. So I fascinating. I have, okay, I have a last stat to wrap, wrap us okay. up. How important are the words we say? You might be surprised to learn that your words only convey about 7% of what you're trying to say. And the other 93 is communicated through facial expressions and the tone of your voice and your eyebrows and your passion <laughs> and your expression. So, yes. Absolutely. So you know what's very important about that is, my gosh, I tell my staff all the time, if you've got something difficult to say, you don't write it. You, the, the second best would be to, to do a phone call so they're at least getting your voice inflection, but FaceTime or call, get with them if it's difficult. Now, if it's encouraging, then man, you can type that sucker out all day long because they want to print it out, put it on the fridge, send it to their friends. That's yeah. cool. But if you've got something difficult, man, 93% of the communication, it, you're, they're not even getting it. They're reading it the way that they think your tone is and so forth. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, that's, that's so good. good. Yeah, Not that's something good to, word. to thought for. Yeah. I think that was just a pastoral moment for everybody listening. Seriously, put the phone down, put the text away, actually make connection. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about not just listening, but making connection. In this episode, we're going to look at three areas of our life that we should be listening and leaning in with intentionality. So in today's show, let's find freedom from all that should. show we love to celebrate how God is using this podcast to make an impact and we share a review. Now don't forget if you're loving our show leave a review on Apple Podcasts or however you listen. Mrs. Slater 2015. I wonder if it's like AC Slater from Saved by the Bell. Do you think that she's like I hope it is. I do too. Maybe she married somebody like AC Slater. Wait pause. Uh, Pastor do you know what we're talking about or were you not into that? I know totally what you're talking about, but I'm just letting y'all have girl time. (laughs) All right. That's right. He's listening. That's what it is. Mrs. Slater, 2015, gave us five stars. And she said, I knew I should listen to this podcast. I love the funny and lightheartedness of Candace and Jenny, but I also love how they go deep into stuff of their own lives and point us to Jesus through the word of God. You will laugh and cry and find encouragement and joy while listening to this podcast. Thank you both for being transparent and relatable. Love it. Thank you, Mrs. Slater, 2015. A special game. One we've never, ever played. Oh, a special game. Get ready. 
Okay, Candace, I know you and Pastor yes. Scott have some inside jokes and you have some amazing games that you have played and I've heard briefly about it and I'm so excited because I want to play them with you today. And I think it's only fair you, you walk us through it. You tell us about this magical holy trip that you had in Israel to obviously led to the super holy game that you guys play. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Jenny, I wish I could say that this was a super holy game, but it's not. Um, we were trying to pass time no, at dinner one night. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not no. at all. It's not we going to were... be, am I having to come to Jesus moment with this game? No, no. Okay. Listen, I think we might even be running a risk of sounding really um, like people that generalize other people with this game, or maybe that we have some biases. This is not it. I want everybody oh. to put their grown-up panties on and have a good, good time. Just have a good time. <laughs> Don't grown don't read panties? anything in this game. I don't own grown-up panties. <laughs> I'm I don't have any of those. I'm so uncomfortable. I don't even understand why we're even doing this. This is ridiculous. I <laughs> lost this game. I got zero points. I think I got like you felt sorry for me and gave me a point one time because I'm so terrible at this. Okay. So you remember how those guys, uh, that whole tri other group, was in the restaurant when we were doing this, and we were so laughing mad. so loud. They were mad, and one of them came oh over gosh. to Candace Jenny and went like this: "Be quiet! No, <laughs> you need to be quiet." I laughed like I was in fourth grade. I was like, "What's wrong with you, old man?" I, I mean, it was probably really awful. I mean, like if they were listening, they would have enjoyed our game and not been like, "Be quiet." Anyways, we are gonna play. Say it this way. And here's okay. what I, I have. I actually have a wheel that has different ways to say a phrase. So I'm gonna click the wheel and I'm gonna tell us what it actually lands on. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. The phrase that you have to say is this: I would like to buy a boat with thirty dollars. Um. First up is gonna be Jenny. Let's let's do this. <gasps> First, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. I'm really Here we good go. At this. Spin in the wheel, spin in the wheel. It's so uncomfortable. Oh, it landed on a New Yorker. You're from New York. You can do this. Oh, but I'm not city. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm trying to channel my inner Joey Tribbiani. I I would like. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. Oh my gosh. I would like to buy a boat for thirty. I would like to. Can I just? Oh my gosh. I'm so uncomfortable. Okay. First of all, how are we buying a boat for $30? It's amazing. It's amazing. I don't understand. It's okay, well, <laughs> I tell you what. I'll take my turn in the middle. Get us warmed up. Here we go. I'm going right, to the wheel. Oh, my gosh. You're going to make it look so easy. No, no. It's my worst. It's Irish. Okay. Oh. oh. Just do your Australian. Nobody will know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would like to buy a boat for $30. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scuffles, it's Scuffles, it's your turn. All right. Here, we're clicking the wheel. We're clicking the wheel. Where's it going to land? Say it like, oh, Australian. Australian. I like to buy a boat for $30, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last phrase. The game's going to end after this. One more round. Okay, the okay. phrase is, I'm going to shut the should up. <laughs> okay. Hey, oh. Jenny. I sound like I'm cussing every time I say it. Here you go, Jenny. Ready? Okay. Oh, you have to say it like Bugs Bunny. Oh. I'm thinking of Elmer Fudd. Um, <laughs> what? I, oh, my gosh. 
You, I'm literally, you guys, I'm really trying and I don't know what, but I feel like you're saying it under your breath. Candace, you're saying it. I can see you like nope. mouthing it for me. No, like, I'm watching you fall apart. I'm like falling apart. <laughs> Scott's got it. Scott's got it. <laughs> Scott. um, what's up, doc? I'm going to shut the shut up. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. I think, I think Scott just took your turn. <sighs> I think that's what happened. I'm so thankful he did. Okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna go. Um, we're gonna give Jenny a pass on this one because I see you developing hives. This is I. You are. Yeah. Okay, I, last one. I have to process through this. I should shut the shit up. Oh, easy. Texan. Yeah. Hey y'all! I want to shut the shit up. <laughs> well, girl, you ought to just go ahead and do it. <laughs> Okay, so that was a special game. I just feel like that game was a fun little example of maybe our, our biggest first point about listening today is maybe listen to yourself a little bit better and pay attention to how you speak as well because what you're saying is being received, whether it's only 25% or not. <laughs> so yeah. if it's only 25%, I think I'd do a whole lot better with the full 100. That way you make sure that whatever 25% they're capturing might actually be something that will hurt, that will make them feel heard and not hurt. You called in with your questions. You shared with us your shoulds. We just want to listen and maybe we can do some good. You said what? Y'all, we would love to feature you on an upcoming show. We want you to call 315-308-0163. Yeah, and I want to expand on that. If you call in, feel free to like prank call us. Well, we might feature <laughs> your message. Do some accents. Give us pep talks. Like yes. tell us what you're shooting in your life. Like we really, like we genuinely want to hear from you. Uh, the funny messages make our whole week and the serious stuff, like we're praying for you and you guys are inspiring how we leave the show. So please call in. Uh, we had one woman actually call in and here's what she had to say. Hey y'all, this is Sharla from New Orleans. I find that I may um, not always just like, I do make rest a priority, but it's not healthy, good, intentional, gonna fill me up spiritually rest. And I would love to hear more on the podcast about just living intentional, living boldly, just making the most of every moment in our lives because I definitely struggle with that. Um, just letting all the distractions get the best of me. Just thank y'all so much and I can't wait to hear next week. Bye. Well, I would just say Charlotte from New Orleans. Let me just encourage you with this. Um, everybody finds themselves busy. Like busy is the most common excuse that we have. I'm busy. We all are busy, but what is the thing that God is actually calling you to do, inspiring you to do? He, he, what has he made you good at, as a matter of fact? You know, um, what has he made you um, well-equipped to do that you see around you? There's a deficit. Nobody else is doing it, but you, you do it easily. Those are the things I would say. Invest those moments um, wisely and let the other stuff quit being a distraction. Part of the way that I find rest for my soul is when I go to God and say, God, I don't know what's going on. I'm tired of dealing with this. I am so weary of having to deal with that. And I say, mm -hmm. God, talk to me. And when God speaks to my heart, it's bread to my soul. It's sustained, it gives me strength. And it causes, you know, they that wait upon the Lord, Isaiah said, will renew their strength. 
there's a strengthening that comes by being with the, with God, your dad, and him giving mm. you a word of encouragement. It's so good. That's why you're my pastor. That's why you're also now my pastor. <laughs> Sorry, well, just kidding. Pastor by proxy. Do you you have kids? I'm assuming three. Three, okay. but they're not kids anymore. They're like grown up people. They're 26, 25, and 21. We're talking about like listening and what that looks like and honoring how God's like carving out your day and your time and how he's speaking. But how, do you have any advice for the people that feel like they're always go, 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 but they want to be intentional to listen and pay attention to their kids more? Yeah, you know, man, the listening deal it is really hard for me that, I mean, like I was even at my counseling session the other day. I go to counseling every other week, whether I need it or not, which basically I need it all the time, but I do it proactively <laughs> because stuff like this is I need to keep growing in things. And so I use it as like the number one growth uh, strategy in my life. It's one of the top ones. And so Jenny and I were sitting there and um, my counselor asked Jenny, if Scott would change one thing, and if he stopped doing one thing or he started doing one thing, what would be the biggest thing he could do to communicate his love for you? And she said, put his phone down and listen to me when I'm talking. And I'm going, wow, that is such a practical thing. And yet it's such a bad habit. And I think yeah. even with, it's not just with her, it's with my kids. So I think number one is to try to really focus in on valuing the person I'm with and listening to them. Don't think about the other things, but to be in the moment. The, the other thing that I've learned is that like when Jenny or when my kids are talking to me, sometimes in the middle of the conversation, Jenny, you know what they'll do? They'll go like, dad, why are you just sitting there? Why aren't you saying anything? I, I, and I'm going like, I thought you wanted me to listen. And then it'd be the opposite is that sometimes <laughs> I'm sitting there and I start engaging and they go, dad, I didn't tell you this because I want you to fix it. Just listen to me and I'm going like wow, which one of these things is true what do you want you know so you, so you know what I've learned is before the conversation starts to actually ask what people want is mm -hmm. do you want me to listen in this or do you want me to engage and half so the good. time my wife uh, doesn't know which one she wants but she has to commit to one and so then that way it causes us to not be in an argument in the middle of it over something that's not even about what we're doing you know yeah and so I found that as a great tool and another one is sometimes we're so busy that when I try to talk to someone and they're in the middle of doing something else it's kind of rude to just start talking to them so we've started in our house talking about hey um, I'd like to talk to you son I, I need to talk uh, before today's over and really in the, this afternoon, before this afternoon, is this a good time? And cause sometimes yeah. number one, it may be that they're in the middle of doing something and they're not going to mm -hmm. listen to me until they finish it. But number two is sometimes they're not in the mental or emotional state to really listen to what I'm saying. And so they yeah. say, could you give me 10 minutes and I'll meet you downstairs? And I'll go, absolutely no problem. Well, what that does though, is get them mentally, emotionally ready instead of just everybody blurting in and interrupting everybody's activity, it's actually uh, a tool that just expresses value even in that. My goodness. I could wow. add that. Hello to every I'm single day with my kids. Taking notes. But everybody has to be on the same page with the rules or they take it as an insult. You get what yes, I'm saying? Because yes. if I say, sweetie, I'm not really ready for that right now. Give me 10 minutes to get ready for our talk. It takes me that long to get ramped up for it. You know, that doesn't really work. I mean, everybody's got to be in the same rules. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah you have That's to have a company good. meeting first. You have to say everybody on board. Can we try this out? I love that. In our special game segment, we discovered it's important to be able to know how we speak to others and be able to listen to ourselves when we're speaking. How are we coming across? But in this segment, high five, it's story time. I want us to share what we are learning about listening to others intentionally in our relationships. So Jenny, has there been a time that you nailed it at being a good listener or failed it? There has been a defining moment, but it was actually with my husband and then it caused me to be a better listener. So I'd love to like, <laughs> okay. So he got invited to go on this really fancy leadership retreat in Germany. And it was, <laughs> yeah. And his name's Matt, but he walked away with this. He came home and we were just talking about it. And he, he started saying, so what I hear you saying is, and he'd reiterate back to me, like the emotion of what I was trying to communicate. And it felt so uncomfortable. <laughs> So uncomfortable for me because we <laughs> didn't talk like that. And I'd be like, um, I feel really awkward right now. What's happening? And he'd be like, what I hear you saying is that you feel uncomfortable. Because, and I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> for us, him like reframing how he communicates back to me just changed everything in our in our house, in the way we talk. But at first, I, it was just so funny because for me, it was like, Ugh. and I'm sure like Pastor Scott's talking about going to counseling with his wife. And I'm sure like if you step into new levels of communication, even in counseling or whatever, it feels uncomfortable at first. But when you keep doing it, it becomes normal and comfortable and really healthy to walk in. Yeah, I think it feels uncomfortable, Jenny, because we've had developed such bad habits and the yeah. bad habits feel normal because that's mm. our normal activity, but it's normal uh, habits of ineffective communication. So it's going to feel yeah. awkward at first, but as long as we understand from each other that even in the awkwardness, it's us attempting to be better in communication. It's yeah. us attempting, uh, even, even the awkward attempt is a communication of deep love. And yeah. so oh, I think us so doing good. the... Uh, reflective listening of like, hey, you know, I hear you saying, well, you guess what happens when that goes in my house? I'll go, I hear you saying, and she'll go, no, you're not hearing me at all. I said, yeah. well, I said exactly what you said. No, you didn't. You got this one word wrong. That's how I feel. But what she's saying is I've thrown off the whole thing of what she's saying because I threw in motive. Yeah. I threw yeah. in what she's wow. really saying. Uh, and that's the mess up in the middle from her mouth to my ears and from my mouth to her ears there's this static in the middle that's mm. actually bringing confusion and it has to do with baggage from my uh upbringing baggage from my uh you know my mom or dad or uh, something that happened that day or even a prior disagreement that we had as, as a husband and wife and so I think that reflective listening is important because it really gets down to we don't move on to me responding. Because half the time when people are talking, we're not listening. We're getting our argument ramped up to counteract what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or or yeah. To, to have our response. And so the reflective listening means I have to hear you, then pause and then communicate. And so for me, uh, th that has helped. And I think that's right on. But 
dude, I'm learning so much in this segment, and I'm sitting here feeling so convicted. I am not good at listening. I want to get better <laughs> at it. I feel like our show brings out conviction. Like Candace's last episode yeah. was like, oh, I feel the same, and I'm over here. I got convicted yeah. um, in our meeting the other day, Candace, when when you're like, I feel like we're just story one-upping each other's stories. And I'm like, yeah, like I was sitting here thinking, yeah. like, how can I top that story? And it, 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 yeah. But you know what I love is that we're hearing Holy Spirit in these moments. And like, we could easily be like, oh, I'm not taking that. Like, I'm not going to be sorry and I'm not going to change. But that's part of listening, right? Listening to God and, and responding. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. So right now the conviction deal, what we got to be careful with is the conviction always draws us closer to God. Mm. Uh, condemnation always separates us. And mm. part of this whole show is about shut the shut up. And it's the so whole, sh you should have done that. You should have done this. You should have done that. And it actually, that's the condemnation of the enemy trying to tell us you suck as a mom. You're yeah. not any good as a pastor. You're not any good as a friend. You're not any good yeah. as a spouse. That's not God speaking. That's the enemy. And it actually is a demotivator. One of the things my counselor has been helping me with on is to quit saying, God, suck at that. Man, I'm bad at that. He goes, let me tell you something, Scott. You're so, you have been working so long and so hard and doing the work on loving people and growing in it. You're not bad at anything anymore in the love category. You're good at it. We're just talking about you're so good. You want to get better. And so if we move from good to better, there won't be the should in it. What if, if love was the motive for every conversation that you had? I think there's a lot of even spiritual junk that would just be pushed aside and pushed down and, and walk through with much more dignity and honor. If we would even just have that as our motive for any debate, even, you know, I mean, I feel like we're so triggered to just go fast and hard when we disagree. I'm telling you y'all, there's power in this episode. If you're like, look, oh, uh, I'm out, like it's too much, oh, I don't know how to love people, like you do. We have the capacity to do that as followers, if you're a follower of Jesus, because you have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Come on, yep. But I want I want to hear Pastor Scott's story. It, do you have a high five at story time? If it's okay, I want to tell you kind of the story of what happened to me yesterday that yeah. has been deep in my heart that's on this deal. And it's... I, I really got, God was dealing with me on the fact that I've been wanting to grow in love. When my dad passed away just a, a few weeks ago and we did the funeral, the number one word that everybody talked about was how loving he was and how loving he was. And I thought, and that's the supreme value of heaven. I want to be known for love. Mm. I don't want to be known like, man, he was a good preacher. Wow, he was funny. Or man, you know, he, he was uh, a good pastor, a leader. The number one value of heaven is love. I want it to be yeah. the, the very first thing people say is, man, he, was, he is just the guy of love. And yet, you know, it, love is kind of like, if you look at First Corinthians 13 and all the different things, it says you can be good at speaking. You can be a good teacher. Yeah. You can be good at the gifts. You can even give all your money away. You can be a martyr. You can be known for all these things. But if you don't have love, it doesn't matter. And then yeah. he goes through the list. Love is patient and kind and all these things. <clears throat> My gosh, it's like layers of an onion. Every time I start mm. getting more loving, I see another layer God deals with of loving. Here's the most recent for me is I'm pretty good at loving people face to face and with them and all that. But then I get kind of critical sometimes in my dinners at night or after a conference and we're sitting there and go, God, did you, did you hear what they said? Hey, that guy was, that was kind of a dumb move as a leader. Wow. That was, I get all critical. And yet these yeah. many times they're my friends. What am I yeah. doing behind the scenes? I'm like, all like, God, that was a dumb move. Well, man, I don't know what they were thinking. there. Oh, I think their motives are a little off. I'm like, I'm assigning motive to them in all of this. 
And yet God's dealing with me and said, first of all, if you heard somebody talking about your kids, like, mm. like you're talking about mine, wow, you would be totally wow. offended and angry. Like, don't talk about my kids like that. He said, wow. do, do you not understand? Those are my kids. Secondly, he's saying, those are your friends. And then like the next day after you talked about them like that, you're with them and you're all acting loving and man, I, that was a rough deal yesterday. I hope you're okay like this. And yet you're talking over here. And, and the Lord just says, my love, you know, in the line, it says he protects, it mm. hopes, it trusts. Protects means I'm not acting one way like, hey, man, I care about you here. But then behind the scenes, I'm talking like, what were they thinking? You know, yeah. in, in a yeah. group. I'm protecting them. I got their back. Secondly, I'm hoping that has been a huge deal for me is when people go, you know, talking about people. I, I don't know what's mm. going on, but man, my hope is is for them to win i'm wanting them to win i'm for them i don't know if this is all communicating well it's just a deep yes. thing going on in me okay. is that the lord is saying man you want to love don't just love in person love in private love in the way you're thinking about people and um, mm. so th that's kind of my listening to myself doesn't sound so good in the last few days in private wow. can i press into this uh, like for a leadership lesson so you're, you're a leader to leaders, you're uh, shepherding a whole church, you're, so you have to analyze the process and procedure behind things. Exactly. And so how do you lead in a loving way that's also like, yeah. I know some, some, you know, moms are discipling their kids. Maybe some yeah, yeah. people here lead businesses. Do you know what I'm asking? Like, how do you still Absolutely. So let's talk about that because we're not talking about, like, I'm not talking about not using discernment. And I'm not talking about not uh, uh, critiquing in such a way that is helpful. I'm talking about being at a conference and hearing someone speak or being in a denomination and a leader does something and going like, dude, that was dumb. What were they thinking? Yeah, and assigning yeah. motive on that when it comes to my staff, when it comes and those people, those people are outside of my realm of doing anything. That's just me being critical. I don't have any play in that. Yeah. But if it's my kids, if right. it's in my marriage, if it's my staff, if it's somebody I'm going to partner with or work with, then that's when I would sit down and go, Hey, talk to me about what was going on there. You know, then we talk about it. It's not like I, Matthew 18, 15 says, if we have an offense or somebody's offended me, I go to them and talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. I don't talk to everybody else about it. So uh, you're exactly right. Is I'm not talking about not going, how can we do this show better? And hey, listen, I think we could have done this better. Mm -hmm. Hey, at church, every single week on Tuesday, we sit down and say, I don't think that song really went the way we wanted. Hey, I think, man, when you said that, that wasn't cool, Pastor. I mean, we do that with each other because we yeah. want to be iron sharpening iron helping each other. But if people on my staff are sitting at dinners with people and going like, dude, Pastor, that was not this stupid. I think his heart's off. Mm, well, wow. that's not cool. That's what I'm talking about. My goodness. We're all repentant. And <laughs> like, <laughs> so I good. feel like right now, if the listeners that are, are tuning in are, are, aren't just challenged to to really adjust the way that they think and listen. He said, what? He said, what? He said, what? Say it again, say it again. He said, what? Many of us are awesome in the ways we listen to others, but what about hearing from God? Do you ever feel stuck praying repetitive prayers and wondering if God even speaks or maybe you're just doing all the talking and you're actually 
you forget to listen. Hmm. You know, I feel like this is one thing that most people struggle with when they say, I have a hard time hearing the voice of God. Um, but yet I think that that's what all of us want. And if I told you anything I've learned about hearing the voice of God for myself, I'd basically be repeating exactly what I've heard my pastor, Scott Wilson say. Um, when, when my family started attending our church, we actually came from a place that was very wounded and a place that had a, a lot of church hurt. Um, and I was on the fence of even wanting to stay a Christian, if I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I thought if this is what Christianity looks like, I don't want to be in it. I don't want to be in this club because this club sucks. <laughs> this club is, is rude and they're mean and they're pious and they're, you know, misogynistic. I mean, there was, the list was long of the, the hurts that I was bringing to the table. But the thing that trumped everything and what kept us curious about going back every single week was a pastor, Scott, that you're going to get to hear from, that was able to tell us, you know, what's most important is to be open. As a matter of fact, the sermon series that he was doing at the time was called Being Open and Mm -hmm. being receptive to God. Um, And for me, I felt like, you know what? Forget every other hurt that I've ever had in my life that I'm walking out of. God, I do want you. I know that for one thing in my life, I want you. And I want to hear from you. And for a long time, I felt like it was just silent. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there was just this wall. And for the first time, I had a pastor that was preaching on how to hear the voice of God. And I was like, all right, well, let's go for it. Let me try all these steps out. Let me see what you've got. And so today, I think it's an honor for you to be able to hear just the simplistic heart of being, being able to develop some practical skills to listen and not only put your ear to the ground, but actually hear the voice of God. So Scott, I, wanna, I want you to just have your way. What is God telling you um, that you would say to somebody like me that came in yeah. about eight years ago? Sure. So I think... Who wouldn't want to hear from God? In fact, anybody who thinks prayer is boring, let's just put it this way. Prayer may be boring until the moment God speaks to you. And if God talks back, then it's like, oh, my, I have access to the Father. And yes, you do. You know, in John chapter 10, it says, Jesus says, uh, I'm the shepherd and I have sheep. And the sheep know my voice and and they're going to hear my voice and they're going to follow me. I love that because what Jesus is saying is anybody who has given their life to him is one of his sheep and his sheep recognize and know his voice. And what's important about that is that sometimes people go like, well, I just, I don't know that I've ever heard God's voice. Well, if you're a Christian, number one, you're, you're, you're hearing his voice. You just may be a little sheep, that, a little lamb who hadn't learned how to recognize it yet. You know, and if you're not listening, if you're not hearing God's voice, it's either you're a little lamb who hasn't learned how to hear it yet, or you're not a sheep (laughs) and you need to surrender to him, you know, and then, and you can learn how to hear his voice. And there's, there's five ways I see that, that we hear from God. Number one is through his word. I mean, do you realize that sometimes when you're reading the Bible and the, the words jump off the page and it isn't just like, wow, that's cool, but whoa, whoa, I think that's like for me right now. That's God speaking to you. That's one of the ways he speaks to Mm. us. Another way is through other people. So sometimes people will uh, come and talk and just say, hey, our our text, I got one this morning. I got one this morning said, hey, this morning I was praying and this is something that was in my heart that I felt like I was supposed to share with you from God. And it was right on. And they said, this is what I prayed and this is what was going on. And I just wanted you to know. Sometimes God speaks uh, to us through other people. 
Another one is through his inner voice. And this is mm-hmm. probably the one that uh, sometimes we're going like, man, I've never heard God speak to me. Well, I'm not talking about audible necessarily. I haven't heard it like, you know, loud, booming voice. Does he do that? Yeah, we see in the Bible he can do that. But do you know that God, we're finite. So even right now in this podcast, you're listening to noises I'm making out of my mouth that we call the English language. We've agreed upon these noises, but if I made other noises, that doesn't mean me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you like that? That's going to play well on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, I have no clue what you're saying. But because we've agreed on, haven't you ever, isn't that weird to think that the way I'm yeah. talking right now is actually just noises that we've agreed upon coming out of our mouth and that we're mm. hearing. That's what we're talking about. That's finite communication, reading letters, seeing signs, listening to sounds. That's how we communicate was we're finite, but God isn't finite. He's infinite. He's infinite. He's able to speak directly to our thoughts and doesn't have to use sound signs or symbols. He just speaks to us. That's why sometimes we get confused that we don't know it's him talking to us because it's like a thought. It's just the thought that we didn't come up with. <laughs> it's yeah. a thought God put into our mind. Sometimes we're missing it because we're thinking that's, that's a thought we came up with, or that's just me thinking, you know, but it's yeah. actually God speaking to it. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Now that's a pretty depressing thought. If you don't read the next part, because it's like, you ain't going to see it. You ain't going to hear it. You're not even thinking of what God has for you. He's totally not going to let you know what he yeah. has for you, but it says he has revealed it to us by his spirit. And that's who that inner voice. Now I'm going to come back to it, but I'm going to tell you two more things, but I'm going to tell you how to recognize if that's God or you or the enemy. Okay. But there's two other ways God speaks through special circumstances. Remember Gideon in the Bible with uh, putting out the fleece. Sometimes God speaks that way. Like God open this door. Don't open this door. It's not always that way, Mm. but can be that way. And the, and the last one, the fifth way is through dreams and visions. Acts 2, 17 says, old men are going to dream dreams. Young men are going to see visions and not every dream is from God. Sometimes it's just, you ate too much pizza, but there are some <laughs> dreams that yeah. are from God. And you know, when you wake up and you actually remember a dream, because almost every night, everybody dreams. That's what science tells us is that we're dreaming all the time. It's just a lot of times when we wake up, we don't remember what we dream. But if you wake up and you remember what you dream, and you, a lot of times you might just say, what is that? Sometimes it could be mm. an anxiety type dream, or sometimes it is God communicating something to you. So how do you know when these things happen? If it's you, God, or the devil, you know, those are kind of the thoughts in your mind. Which is it? Well, first of all, you always check it uh, with God's word because the Bible is God's word. That is, is the standard. It's who he, what he has communicated to us. And so God will never contradict his word. He isn't going to tell somebody who's married, Hey, I think you should go be with that other person. You know, he's not going to do that. It's always going to be aligned with God's word. If it's in alignment with God's word, then that means it's not the enemy. He's the father of lies and that's his native language. That isn't him. It's either God or you. Now, in some cases when I feel like, I feel like maybe I have a thought like I'm supposed to go talk to that person and say this, but is that just me or is that God? Well, what I always say is if it lines up with God's word and in in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3, it says uh, all prophetic things, all of God's communication through us to each other is encouraging, strengthening, comforting. So that's a filter. If what God's given you is to encourage someone or strengthen someone or comfort someone, 
Well, if that's just you, it's still encouraging, comforting, mm. and strengthening. If it's God, <laughs> then it's going to hit them like, how did you know? I needed to hear that. That was exactly so what was going on right now. Then, you, then that's where you start going, ah, that's what God sounds like. And you start growing in it just like old, you know, on our phones now, we know who's calling. But back in the day when you had the, you know, the landline, you picked it up. And if it was somebody that, that uh, just said, hey, man, what's going on? Well, if you knew them well, you knew exactly who it was. They don't need it to say their name. Uh, mm. But at first, you have to kind of learn it. That's how it is. The, the second thing is if it lines up with God's word, does it resonate with you? Like, does this sound like something that God would want you to do? And then if, if it's a big decision, what I'll do a lot of time is I'll call some godly counsel and say, will you pray with me on this? Because I think this is what God's speaking to me. This is the verse. This is the thought that God gave me. And then if I feel like, man, I'm not sure, but I think it's God, that's when I just start stepping out and just going, okay, God, I'm doing this in faith. You know, sometimes my kids do think it wasn't exactly what I wanted them to do, but I knew they were trying to do what I wanted them to do. And I smiled on that. I gave instructions and help, but I, I kind of was with them because they were trying to do it. I think God does that with us as well, is that if we're stepping out in faith to try to obey him and do what he's saying, he's going like, look at them. They're doing it. They're trying, you know, yeah. in Mark 4, 23, you know what Jesus said and what we hear through the scripture over and over. And if you got ears to hear, would you not yeah. listen? Just so listen to what I'm saying to you. I mean, I've given you the ability to listen to me. Yeah. Why? Just listen. So, you know, Jenny, you were talking earlier about my new book. I just wrote a new book called P3, Praying in the Spirit, Praying with Understanding, and Praying in Agreement. And the whole gist of the book is how can we pray in such a way that we are hearing God's voice regularly and, and we're hearing it clearly and we're getting that direction and that relationship with him really mm -hmm. close. And so I, I'm, I'm so excited about helping people in this because I think it's such a game changer, like you said, Candace, that mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're going to give it to everybody who's listening to the podcast today. We're going to give it to them free and any other family member, anybody who wants it, we just want to give it to you. So all you got to do is go to, yeah, that's what? Pretty, oh, come nice. on, just for you guys. So p3book.org. So you just go there, p3book.org. And uh, wow. just give me your email and I'll send you a digital copy for free. We've got some other stuff there if you want it to kind of learn how to teach your kids or teach youth, uh, young people and how to do it as a team in your business and your family if people want to get that. But the book, I just want to get to you. It's yeah. phenomenal. And Pastor, you yeah. share a story in there that I was like holding back the tears on. And I, and I want you to share it with the listeners um, in chapter three. Four, I think it was called it's not just me that chapter where you're walking through uh, with your board there was a staff member who made a mistake and you are actively listening to what God is saying can you share that story with our listeners sure so what happened is once you start praying this way you don't just start like opening the meeting with prayer or opening hey hmm. let's just open this thing up with prayer we say this now prayer doesn't open the agenda it sets the agenda so we pray so in the spirit, pray and uh, asking God to speak to us. So we're praying and then we'll pause and we actually in our prayer time as a group, we'll listen. So in our board meeting, the first thing we do is let's all let's pray in the spirit. And then we pause, we listen. 
And I say, what's the Lord speaking to us? Some people have visions. Some people have a scripture. Some people have a thought, like a, a, a sentence or something. And so I'll actually write it down. And this is this is how it works, is that when, when this guy's sharing, he's getting part of what God has for us to hear. Another person over here is getting part. Another person over here is getting part. And I'm writing it down. Guess what happens at the end when I read it back? It reads back as one whole communication that each person just got part of. So we did that in a board yeah. meeting. What they didn't know is that one of our staff members, they hadn't sinned. It wasn't an immoral deal. It was just a really numbskull, dumb thing they did, right? I felt like they needed it or needed to know. But I didn't tell them they were in the other room. And I didn't tell them that they were the first thing that we were going to do in the agenda. Okay, that I was going to bring that person in and let them share what happened. And so we did this P3. And you know what the, the, the word came out? The first guy goes like, Pastor, I don't know if this is for you or what this is, but I feel like the Lord says our, the way we do things and how we've done things doesn't define how God sees us and that God loves us even when we mess up. Another one said, well, I got a scripture that just says, though your sin be as scarlet, I wash you white as snow. I'm not sure why, but that's what I got. Then another person says, hey, your mistakes will no longer define you. But I say, this is the day you will become greater and better and strong. All of this, and I'm writing all this stuff down and I'm smiling because in my heart I'm going, <laughs> this is incredible because this is actually a word God is giving through the board of how God is seeing the staff member and their mistake when they come in. And so it was amazing what it wow. was. So when I got done, I read it back and I said, guys, the staff members over here, they're going to come in and share something that they made a mistake on. I believe this prophetic word of what we just received from God is exactly what is to be read to him from God. So when they come in, he shared what went on. He was waiting to see what the board was going to respond. I said, now read what God said through you guys in P3. Read it. And the guy's just bawling, crying, and all the board, they all come over and hug him and pray for him. And it was amazing because that guy got a different level of love and communication that wasn't just the board going, hey, we forgive you, it's okay, or even responded negatively. They responded as God had spoken pure-heartedly to them without them even knowing the issue. Insane. And so it showed yeah. the depth of this wow. is what God was doing. <laughs> it was awesome. Wow. Well, it just shows you that you have a God that's actively speaking still. Yeah. I think that has to be the very first thing that we acknowledge when we come to listen is that we do have a God that still speaks. And I feel like we've got listeners here that they're sitting here going, I don't know if I'm hearing from them. I don't know if, I, well, we'll stop making it so mysterious and hard to hear from them. I mean, Scott, you gave us five steps. And I just want to encourage you, if you feel like, man, this is hitting me on a level that I feel like I need to uncover more, or I don't even think that I've touched and scratched the surface of this conversation. That's why he's giving away P3. That's why there's a book to be able to, to go harder and deeper. And then I'm just going to challenge you, just do some active listening and see what happens when you become a good listener, not just to the others around you, not to just yourself, but also to the very, very voice of God that wants to be able to speak to you. I've been honored to just be able to, to hear Scott's heart. I feel like we've all been challenged and we've yeah. all been convicted and we've all been, I don't know, just kind of given us a, an adrenaline shot in the rear of wanting to listen better and, and, and hear I did not come close to anybody's rear. <laughs> That's so weird. Hey, let's pray. Hearing God's voice 
not only for yourself, but for the people you, you're surrounded with um, to rally around your church and serve in your church and like hearing God's voice in your life literally changes everything. It changes everything. Mm -hmm. And for the ones that have thought he's been mute for far too long or God doesn't care, seriously, shut that shit up because he wants you to listen. And um, Pastor Scott, if you could just pray over people um, that haven't held that belief that he that he's speaking. And then I want you to, too, to pray however, whatever direction you feel that as well. Okay, God. We love you. And I thank you so much that you still speak to us. And, and I pray for every person who's listening right now that just has a heart to hear that they would remember what you said. You just said, ask and we'll receive. Seek and we'll find. Knock and the door is going to be open to us. So I pray that we would just take time to ask. God, speak to me. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what you're saying. Then to just be quiet. And Lord, as we open our hearts and our spirits and our minds to you, I pray, God, that people will pay attention to the thoughts that come to their mind and then to write it down and then to say, okay, uh, is that you, God? Is that what you're saying? And to check it with your word. I pray, God, that you would just help every person to get over the fear. I bind fear. I bind mm -hmm. all confusion, all doubt, all self-condemnation. Like, man, uh, somebody right now I think is just saying, well, but God's not going to talk to me because I mess up so much or, you know, I'm, I'm not worthy. God, I thank you that each one of us are not made worthy by what we do, but by what you did, Christ, on the cross. And because mm -hmm. of that, we now have access to come to the throne room of grace with confidence yeah. Yeah. that you love us as a dad. You, you, unconditionally, you love us and that you speak to us. So God, open our ears to hear that we would hear your voice yes. in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And I just want to say, please get the resource. Pastor Scott is so generously gifting it to our listeners. And as you dive into this and learn how God's speaking and you can apply it to your own life, like if you have questions, follow up with your local, like be involved in your local church, take this resource to, to your small group leader, your pastor and, and invite them into the conversation. Cause Candace and I and pastor Scott, we can only take you so far and we don't yeah. want this conversation to end. So please yeah. like be proactive in this. I think it's really, really important. One last thing is if anybody wants uh, to follow me online uh, or uh, social media on Instagram or Facebook, uh, Scott Wilson on Facebook, but Scott Wilson seven on Instagram. And I've been doing a series right now of almost every day, putting out a five, 10 minute teaching on prayer and on how to hear the voice of God on that. That might be helpful to people ongoing. It'd be extremely helpful. And if yeah. you don't know and remember that um, link immediately, it'll be in our show notes on shuttheshutup.com and everything that you're going to be able to find out about Scott and even about the Oaks. I'm going to shout out to our home church. If you're in the Dallas area, we want to see you there on Sunday and uh, maybe hug your neck and get to know you. Cause I know we got some listeners here in Texas that y'all are Come already on. coming on. So if you don't have a church home and you feel like you're coming from church wounds as well, I'm just going to invite you to my local church, but everybody else that you're far away, um, we will put all those resources in our show notes and y'all until next time, shut the shit up, everybody. To share your should call 315-308-0163. And you may be featured on an upcoming episode. 
If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.